theyeshiva.net. The Nakuda of what we learned last year was that the, the manifestation, the Hashra Sashchina, the dwelling of the Shechina in the world, comes through the Beis HaMikdash. Gemara says, the Medrash says that from the Beis HaMikdash, light would come to the world from the Beis HaMikdash. The example of that is the brain. The brain is the central space where human life is manifested. Chalila, if a brain is dead, the person can't live. Not only is it a vital organ, but it's the central organ of the body in the sense that that is the mishkan for life, if you wish. It's the mishkan, it's the the place that holds our neshama, our life force, our energy, our electricity, our consciousness. And then, of course, from there, it's extended in all of the limbs and all of the compartments and all of the parts of the human body, of the human organism. And that's the comparison to the Beis HaMikdash, like the brain of the world, or the central nervous system of the world. And from there, the nervous system communicates the energy and it branches out through the spine, it branches out into so many intricate and nuanced highways and pathways. All of the nerve cells through which the energy, the instructions of the central nervous system of the brain reach all parts of the organism until the smallest and tiniest part When we speak about the large organism, the world, we say, The world was created through ten utterances. And they perpetually create the world. Not just one time, but continuously. And in Shara Yichud Ve'emunah, in the second section of Tanya, the Balatanya teaches that the oasis of the Asarim Amaris, which were then transmitted to every single creation, because the oasis of the Asarim Amaris go through transmutations, meaning the sequence of letters can be so large that from ten Mamaris, from ten utterances, you can ultimately produce an endless diversity of creations just from the sequence of the letters. The same letters, but the orders of the letters, how they're ordered, how they're structured. There's different ways also how letters are exchanged for other letters. The aleph becomes a tuf, the base becomes a shin. There's the concept of gematria. Sefi Yitzira discusses this at length. So from the original letters of Asarama Amaris ultimately come every single existence on our planet, in all of the planets, on our, in our world, in our cosmos, the physical cosmos, the whole universe, and in all of the universes, the spiritual ones as well. And they continuously invigorate and vivify and give life and existence and function and purpose and constitute the chemistry of every single created being. And we explained that the Chiddush here is, is not that Hashem, first of all, Hashem created everything, but not that He created everything only. There's something much deeper here. And that is that the individual chemistry of every single Nivra is also a manifestation of Dvar Hashem. And this is our main point. You have, the big question is, does Judaism embrace individuality? Does it tolerate individuality? And we explained that it's not just, Avedis Hashem is not only expressed in our genetic form, meaning we're, we're all different, every person is different, but where do we come together to serve God? In those things that we do in the same way. We all keep Shabbos, we put on tefillin, we give tzedakah, we learn Torah, and that's all true. In other words, it's the common things that we do as a community, as a family, as a nation, 
it's where we strip ourselves away from our individual selves and in which we become a tzibur, a klal. And over there we're all identical and that's where you serve Hashem. And that's all true. But here we're emphasizing another point and an additional point and that is that there's something about your individuality that expresses Hashem in a way that somebody else's does not. Because the differences between one nivra and another nivra are not a mistake and they're not a tragedy. They're a manifestation of the unique divine energy in that nivra, of the unique ma'amaras, the unique oisius, or DNA, if you will, that animates this nivra. So it's not just your individuality is tolerated, your individuality must shine, it must be celebrated because it's manifesting a certain chiyus elikus that another nivra does not. It brings out an emes in the world that another nivra does not. The other nivra brings out something else. And there's no kinah in my Beratius in the Lashon of Chazal because everyone is a mashpia and everyone is a mekabal. From the largest star to the smallest flea. The famous expression of the Rambam in Hilchis Yisaydi Atayra. From the largest uh, galga, the largest sphere, till the yitush, till the, the mosquito, betabur ha'aretz, in the navel of the earth. Each one, in its own unique way, is a mashbiya and is a mekabah. Of course, in the other creatures, there's no pchiri. They just follow the genetic code, so to speak, of creation, the DNA of creation. By the human being, there are the choices that we make. So it's not just... Your individuality shouldn't be shunned, it should be tolerated, it's all right, people are different. Ain't they say in Shavas, as the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin. We don't look alike, we don't think alike, no two faces are alike. Emes. But it's much deeper than that. It's that there's a Dvar Hashem that comes out through your specific individual existence that can't come out through another existence. Because the Asara Mamaris are diversified and nuanced and branched off into so many different configurations and transmutations that those very oisius are manifested in so many different ways and each nivra has its own uniqueness which is expressed in the pratiyasdika, in the detailed and individual, individual dimensions of its makeup, of its composition, genetically, physically and spiritually. And that's why Tzadikim, he brings that the Mezrit Shemagid, when he looked at a keli, he could say that this keli was uh, sculptured by a person, by a craftsman, a blacksmith, an uman, who was blind on one eye. Because he had the ability, he had the the eyes to be able to see the kayach apoyel benifel. The Kayach HaPoyel Benifel. What's the Kayach HaPoyel Benifel? Those words are critical words in Chsidis. You want to be able to see the Kayach HaPoyel Benifel, meaning the energy of the Creator in the creation. To be able to see the Muhus, the essence of the Nifel, to be able to see the energy that activates, that animates, that vivifies the Nifel. The Rebbe says in Tanya, Perek Mem Gimel, Ezo Chachem Haroyes Hanoilad. Chazal say, who's a wise man or woman? Somebody who sees that which is born. In other words, somebody who sees the future. You don't just judge things by now, but you look at the long-term future. Haroyes Hanoilad. You see what is born, what is being born. The question is, Alpidiktuk, it should have said, Somebody who sees what will be born, not what is born. To see what is born today, you don't need Chachma for that. It was born today. Haraya Sanaylad means he sees Esmasha Yivaled, what will be born in a month, in a week, in a day, in a year, in ten years, in a hundred years. So the Alter Rebbe teaches, Ezel Chachm Haraya Sanaylad, the gift of Chachma is to see everything being born. Haraya Sanaylad, you see that everything is being born right now. You see the kaya chapayel benifel. So you understand that it's being born right now. All of creation is happening right now. All of life is happening right now. All of reality is happening right now. And that's a very difficult task because we so naturally and instinctively live not in the now. 
but in the past or in the future. What was or what will be. You know, I worry, I stress, I'm anxious. I live in a past story. And the past story carries over to the present moment. Ezel Chachem, the gift of Chachma, Kayachma, is Harayas Hanoilat. That you see that everything is being born right now. There's something called now. The power of now. The experience of now. The heartbeat of life is happening right now. The Rebbeinu Shalaylam's is always about right now. And when I can see that Noilad, when I can see the Kayach Benifel, I realize that the Kayach doesn't only relate to the general existence of the Nifel. Our relationship to Hashem is in the fact that we are, and therefore we serve Him. No, that's, that's part one. Part two, equally important is, our relationship to Hashem is in the uniqueness of every nifl. The uniqueness, the individual properties of every nifl, of every created being, is also an expression of the kayach It's not like we'll tolerate your individuality because we have no choice, we don't want to destroy you. No, because there's a light that you bring to the world. Your individuality must shine. If not, there's a certain dvar Hashem that's not being expressed. That was the point. And therefore, the Baditchever, when he speaks of the Beis Hamikdash, he doesn't only give the metaphor of a home, he gives the metaphor of a garment. Because a home is a larger place where the person dwells, and it's not measured according to the unique physique of this person. Many people could be in the same home simultaneously, and a home could go from one to the other. A garment, on the other hand, is measured according to the individual size and measurements and dimensions of the person who's wearing the garment. The garment dresses you up. It, you're enclosed in the garment and through the garment, and its shape is mamish exact. It must be a, 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 a replica. It has to have the shape and the dimensions of you because the you is manifested in the garment. And, the, and there's different garments for different people because of their size. And even the person himself or herself, there's different garments for different parts of the body because they have different shapes. You can't compare the shirt to the pants. You can't compare the shoes to the hat. You put your hat and you want to wear your hat with your feet. You put your feet into your hat. It's not exactly going to work. You put your shoes on your head. <laughs> it's not going to work, right, if you put your shoes on your head. Why? It's shoes. It's a lavush. No, this is a lavush for your feet. The feet have their unique Physique, their, their needs, and the hat has a hat, and the shirt is a shirt, and the jacket is a jacket. The pants are pants, whether it's a skirt or a gown or a coat. Kolchad, lefum shir, delay, whatever that shear is, that measurement is. Says the baditchiv, the helike baditchiv, the beisamitish is a lavush. Beisamitish is a lavush means not just this one beisamitish where the shechina dwells. Every part of the beisamitish had a certain kedusha that was manifest through that particular muck and through that particular space that the physical became a complete conduit and manifestation for the spiritual. And the spiritual was differentiated between one space and another space, one room, another room, one chamber, another chamber. And the physical dimensions were suited and custom-made to be able to be a lavush, a facilitator, a conduit, a garment for that kedusha. And in the Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi, that will be revealed in the most powerful way, that you'll be able to see it with your eyes, as he explained earlier in Sif Vav, as we learned in the previous year, and because, and in the world it will be the same thing. We'll be able to see the world not only as a bias for Hashem, but as a, as a lavush. Every unique nivra is a different garment, which has a different shape. Why does it have a different shape? Why does this rock have this shape, and this rock has this shape? Why does a mountain look like this, and an ant looks like this? Why does this tree have these physical properties, and this tree has these physical properties? You say, well, it's just science, botany. No, it's not science and it's science and botany. But the science of botany is a lavush for the alakus that is uniquely expressed in this particular nivra. Now this this is this is big stuff because it means that every nakunda in science is a lavush for alakus. Every every unique sequence in DNA is a lavush for alakus. It's a different dvar Hashem. It's the way the dvar Hashem is manifested in this DNA. Every nivra, which has a different molecular structure, is a different Dvar Hashem. It has its own unique atomic structure. How the atoms combine. 
to create this nivra, it's a uniqueness in Dvar Hashem that's manifested through it. In other words, it's a different levush. Everything has its own unique properties. Again, no two, as Chazal say, there's no two snowflakes that are the same. No two droplets of rain that are identical. Even though they're coming from the same ocean. And the sun caused the water to evaporate. And the vapor, the steam goes up. And ultimately gets absorbed in the clouds. And then comes back down again. In as particles of water that rain down back into the oceans, back into the lakes, back into the rivers, and other parts of our earth that need to be uh, irrigated. That's the miracle of the wind, because if there wouldn't be any wind, the water would go up, and the water would go back down into the same place, and the rest of the planet would remain desert. The fact that there's wind, it scatters the clouds, so now the water can be distributed over different regions of our earth, and the places the earth can become fertile, the rain doesn't just go back up, up and then right back down. It gets scattered. That's why we say in the morning, in Pesukah de Zimra, what's the Lashen? HaMechasa Shemayim Ba'avim, HaMechin La'aretz Matar, He covers the, the heavens with clouds. The clouds are in the heavens, and then HaMechin, He prepares rain for the earth, and all the mountains can grow with grass and various shrubs and vegetation, so that every mammal, every animal, and all the birds can receive the vegetation, the produce, the food that they need in order to live. How does the Mayim get from Shamayim to Eretz? So that's why we speak about the ruach, ruach sa'ara the various winds that scatter it around. So every nivra has its own unique design, its own unique purpose. So you could say those details are just okay. Hashem means we surrender our individuality and we serve God. We were all created by Hashem and we serve Hashem. So where do we connect to Hashem? We connect to Hashem in our and the fact that we realize that we're all created by Him, and we have to serve Him, we serve Him. And what do we do? We have the Torah and the mitzvahs through which we serve Hashem. Emes Lamita. But there's a Nekuda here, another Nekuda here, and that is that there's a Lavush. It's not just a bias, it's a Lavush. And the Lavush by definition means, my Lavush is not your Lavush. There's no two insects the same, and no two mammals the same, and no two reptiles the same, no two fish the same, and no two birds the same, and no two stars the same, and no two trees the same, and no two shrubs the same, and no two, and of course, no two living organisms the same, and no two human brains the same, and no two human faces the same. Why? It's a lavush. It's a lavush for a different kedusha that's manifested through you. When Mashiach comes, v'nigla kveid Hashem v'rochol basar yachtav kifi Hashem dibe. That's the diuk here. I hope your teufus, the, the, the power of the diuk. Ki pi Hashem diber. Every baser is going to see that their diversity is coming from pi Hashem diber. From a different dvar Hashem. From a distinctiveness in dvar Hashem, which gives rise to the uniqueness of this nivra. And therefore, everyone becomes like a lavush. You facilitate this unique chiyos of elikos. Now let's come to the next step. Siftes, page 23, on the bottom of the page. Now we can understand, if you, if you didn't hear the previous shiurim, it's important to review them. Even if you did, it's also a good thing to review them. I'm not going to review the whole thing, I'll just remind you, and if you don't understand, please go back and review, because if I start reviewing, we're never going to get anywhere. The Baditshavit told us, Shabbos Chazayin, every Jew sees the Beis HaMikdash. These are the days before Tisha B'Av. There's a unique energy of the Geula in the world. 
because the purpose of the three weeks is ultimately to transform them and to transform them from sweetness to bitter, from uh, from bitterness to sweetness. Stamina to the santavart in the parentheses that achagav. The haftayr, the first haftayr of the three weeks is from Yirmiya, Yirmiya Pedek Aleph. So the haftayr, Yirmiya says, Hashem says, what do you see? Yirmiya says, I see a makal, a makal shkedim, makal shekedaniray. I see a, a stick, a branch from a, from a shkedim, uh, no? Almond. Almonds. An almond tree. That's the makal. So Hashem said, yeah, just like you see, uh, makal of shkedim, shoyked ani al dvari la means, I'm rushing, I'm going to be doing this fast. The churban is going to be coming fast. Vasip is shkedim, vasip is almond. Just shoyked, shoyked means fast. So Chazal brings, say, Rashi brings it over there near me, the haftarit of the beginning of the three weeks. That shkedim, from the budding, from the budding of the, of the flower, Till it becomes an almond is 21 days. Considered the fastest, one of the fastest of all fruits. 21 days. And this was the Purani is 21 days, which is three weeks. 7, 14, 21. So that's the makal shkedim. You're looking at an almond. How long does it take the almond to ripe? From when it's choynet, from when it starts budding on the branch. Until it becomes an almond. 21 days. That's how long the Purani is going to take. So the whole marshal of Shkedim seems to be only in numbers. This is 21 and this is 21. The Rebbe once said, Avart, he said that it's much deeper than that. It says in Mishnah, Mishnah is there's two types of Shkedim. There are Shkedim almonds, when they're small, they're very sweet. But then when they ripen, they're bitter, they're not edible. You can't eat them unless you really, uh, you have to cook them for a long time, make a concoction and then they're edible. They're called luzim. What we call shkedim is the opposite. If you harvest them, if you cut them off the tree when they're very small, they're horribly bitter. But if you wait till they're ripe, fully ripe, then we like almonds. They have a certain geschmack to them. They have a certain, they're not the sweetest fruit in the world, but there's a certain fine flavor about them that people enjoy. That's shkedim. So in the beginning, it's bitter. At the end, it becomes sweet. So Shkedim represents the transformation of bitterness to sweetness. That was the diuk. Hashem showed Miriam Navi a makal of Shkedim. Not only to teach him that the 21 days of Puranis is going to come fast, but to teach him also the Pnimius of it, the Kavana of it. The Kavana of it is just like Shkedim, to transform the bitterness into sweetness. Because the purpose of the three weeks and the nine days is not just a Churban, so you'll do Tshuva, so we'll get rid of it. It's like the Rambam says in Hilchus Taini is that all of the fast days are going to be transformed into Yamim Toivim. In other words, the bitter days themselves are going to become sweeter than other days. They're going to be bigger Yamim Toivim than the regular days. You take away the problem, so you're fine. So you have a regular day, you don't have a regular day. Because the Kavan is to transform it. So the Badichavah says that Shabbos Chazoy, Hashem shows a Jew the third base Amikdash. And the marshal is of a garment that a father made twice, the boy destroyed it, he makes the third one, but he shows it to him, he doesn't give it to him until the boy learns how to behave appropriately, and then he gives it to him as a gift. So we explained why the marshal was a lavush, not a bias. But why is that so relevant to the marshal in this case? Hashem shows us the Beis HaMikdash, he could say the father shows us the bias. Why is it Negeya in the marshal of the Badichever to explain that it was a, like a lavush, because that's what's Negeya in the Nimshal. Why is that detail Negeya? So he says, It's true that it's a lavush also, but why is that so important? Is while it is binyana de kutsha brichu, nitvi de erste zwei bottom mekdash, as well as an event binyana de barnash, de lesbeke yomakla. Even in the concept of a bias, the besamikdash hashlishi is superior to the first two. The Zoyar says, as we said above, that the third besamikdash will endure forever because it's being built by Hashem. The first two bottom mekdash, the Zoyar says, were built by people. The first one through Shleimah Melech, the second one through Ezra. And Nechemia and Zerubavel 
and all of the Jews who built the second base Hamidrash when they came back from Bavel. And people are mortal. Adam Yisoydim Eyofer V'Soyfil Eyofer K'chatsir Noivel K'avak Pereyach Achaloim Yof. People are mortal, so therefore our creations are also mortal. Even the Lehman Brothers and even Bear Stearns and great companies, even the Titanic. People's creations are mortal just like people. The only type of creation that could be a Nitzchi is Binyana de Kuchabricha. So the Zoya says, the first two Batei Mikdash were built by people, and therefore they have an end. They were ultimately demolished. But the third base of Mikdash is Binyana de Kuchabricha and like we say every morning in Ezra's, and therefore the binyana de kuchabrichu is eternal. So even mitzah, the concept of bias, just bias, forget the words, there's a geval de kamail in the third base of Mikdash. Over the first two. But the Yitzchak Baditchev uses the marshal of a garment. It is moving from the Mtaychana But after everything we explained about a Lavurj, and when we think about the concept of the marshal, it'll be clear. As the Tamba, the Tataba, Vaisan Kingdom, Lavurj, Leprakim, Rechaikim, Yeduyim, is Kedayim, Margil, Zain, Leilich, Bederech, Hayashra, Shayivada, Barishanas, Etzlik, Maitava. He says the reason he shows him the Lavurj, he does not give it to him, is because he wants to train the boy to follow in the appropriate path to the point that it becomes like his nature. And then when it becomes like his nature, the Derech HaYosher becomes like his Teva, then Ibn Yitzchak HaBaditchev says, then the father is going to give him the Levush permanently, this becomes your garment. Because the first two times he didn't appreciate it, he destroyed it. So the third time he makes it, but he doesn't give it to him. But from time to time he shows it to him and he tells him. That if you learn to live appropriately and follow an appropriate path, I'm going to give it to you. And that way he trains him in this path until it becomes a nature by the child. teva. that's the words of the Baditcher. And then he gives it to him the garment. These words, teva, become the critical point here. He explains. Is the halicha b'derech hayasher byim nitke my teva, not adera behepech tivoi. The teva is a razevi an eved was behefkeid and nichele, not a rizich kaifun is mekayim bratzin Hashem hepech tivoi ritzen. When a Jew serves Hashem just with kabbalah cell and eskafia, eskafia means I subjugate my nature, I accept the yoke of Hashem, and I do the right thing, I say the right thing, I follow the right derech. You can't say that this is like my nature. It becomes like part of me. On the contrary, it's against my nature. Mitzad my nature, as the Gemara says in Gitin Yud Gimel, An Evid likes Afkedas. I'm like an Evid. I want Afkedas. I want to just be frivolous. I want anarchy. I don't want any discipline. I don't want anybody mixing into my life. A Jew is koifa. He compels himself or he challenges himself, disciplines himself, and curtails his nature in order to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem, in contrast to his Teva, and in contrast to his Ratzon. You can't say that Avodah Hashem becomes like Teva. It becomes internalized and integrated with who I am as a person. On the contrary, it's not integrated with who I am as a person. That's why it's a challenge for me. I always have to break myself and challenge myself. Nochmer. Afilu B'Sha says, Oved Hashem Eich B'Medaisov, as anstod der Ave vechemdet zinyane elam haza, so lerstein mit an Ave zum Eberstein. Wenn es kumt aber zu an Avoide was fodert, a verkältet nur von seine Tietivis, a nur von jedes Hashem, fällt in sein Avoide. Kumt eis as nit Avoides Hashem is gewonnen bei ihm kemaiteva, nor er is verblieben in der Tivis von sein Metzies, an Nivere, binyane de Barnash, was is a basunder Metzies kewa von Gettlichkeit. 
I'll explain in a moment. you get have to hear a little bit what's going on. I don't understand Yiddish, unfortunately, <laughs> and I couldn't quite help. And I couldn't, I'm trying to ask somebody to put the name on Zoom because I cannot download it on my phone, unfortunately. And those who understand Yiddish understood it. <laughs> Did everyone told that Maisa that Erev Pesach, he said, Segeven Ayid in Gruzia, in Georgia. And Erev Pesach, in the morning, after Shachas, they make a siyum for the B'chayrim. So there was a Yid, a chassid, and he brought a little infant. A B'chayr, he was a, a old, oldest, oldest boy. So he brought him to the siyum. Mamish, a little infant, I don't know, a few weeks, a few months. So middle of, at the end of the siyum, one of the chevren and shul turns, turns to, this, uh, to this guy and he says, What do you bring this baby uh, to the siyum? He says, he's a B'chayr. He says, Efashteit. He looks at him and says, Undu fashteist, yeah? <laughs> Undu fashteist, yeah? <laughs> the point is here. What are we explaining? That it's not Pshat Hashem created the person. And then there is the creator and there is me. And it's two separate things, right? There's the creator and there's creation. That's the way it's understood. There's a creator and there's a creation. One of the unique ideas in Titus Abalshamtiv and in the teachings of the Balshamtiv students in the Balatanya of all the Talmidi Abalshamtiv. The Balatanya explains this at length. Kedarka to take the ideas of the Balshamtiv and develop them in a systemized and organized way that it can be understood in Chachma, Bina, Das, and internalized within the person's character. The relationship between Hashem and a person is not he is the creator and I'm the creation. The Chiddush is Einoid Mulvadeh. The very eye of the person is also divine. As you learn, there's a creator, there's a creation. The relationship is, I was created by you, and therefore, I'm, I thank you, I serve you, I owe my life to you, I'm grateful to you. Before I drink, I say, I daven, I do mitzvahs. You're the boss, you created me. Without you, I don't have life. Came the Balshemtiv, and he was Megala, a deeper Nakuda. And that is, it's not Pshat, there's a creator and there's a creation. Creation is a manifestation of creator. The Nivra is essentially the Oid of the Baidei. Why? Why? The Baidei is not the Nivra. The Baidei is not the Nivra, but the Nivra is the Baidei. <laughs> The Bayri is not the Nivre, but the Nivre is Bayri. Who Mekaymer Shalaylam? Ve'enaylam Mekaymer. Chazal say he constitutes the space of the universe, even though the universe doesn't constitute his space. But your Shaykhis with Hashem is not just he created you, even your individuality, my character traits, my genetic disposition, my physical physique, every Tnuah, every Nakud in a person's emotions, in a person's psyche, Mipsari Echze Leka is essentially a manifestation of a certain Dvar Hashem. You remember everything we explained about the Asadam Amaras. Every Nikuda of the person is a Levush for Elikus. In other words, when you have a talent, when you have a resource, when you have a gift, when you have a struggle, your nature, your emotions, your characteristics, what are they? You could say, well, they're my emotions. He says, if you go deeper and deeper, if you excavate their mahus, 
Ba'amitas in Yonam, it's Dvar Hashem. It's Hashem's energy manifested in every single mid of a person. There's no two mitziasim. It's just, we don't see it this way, it's concealed. But the mohus of every mid is just an union of Gileyalakus. That's what it is. What does this mean in Avaidus Hashem? It means that serving Hashem is not, I'm going away from my nature in order to do the right thing. No, it's actually identifying the essence of who I am. Avaidus Hashem doesn't mean you suppress the I in order to serve God. Avaidus Hashem is the self-actualization of the I. Because the mohus, that amitis inyone, as he says, the true quintessence of the eye is nothing but the eye of Hashem. It's the dvar Hashem that's vibrating through me. So I am constantly a conduit for Hashem's energy. That's who I am. In other words, the person is really a manifestation of infinity in the world. When a person says, I'm going to force myself to do the in Hashem, it's a geval de kazakh but I'm still not in touch with this Nekudah that there's absolute alignment. means I want Hefkedes. But, because you told me to do it, I'm going to do it. Like an Eved, I really would like to do something else. I would like to sleep. But you want me to wake up because I'm an Eved, so I'm going to do what you want. But in other words, I feel that there's a dissonance between your Ratzin and me. The Chiddush that the Baal Shem Tov was Madgish is, there's no separateness. When you understand what a lakus is, you understand that is your deepest mitzvah. That is your mitzvah. It's not you're serving some creator in the heaven. You're expressing who you really are. You're becoming one with yourself. You're actualizing your deepest core. You're just becoming un- in-, in tuned with your flow. There's a flow of energy through you. We're just a conduit. We're like a sinner. We're a channel. And all of my emotions, all of my experiences, all of my thoughts, and everything that's happening inside, what is it? It's really a flow of divine energy. Like, see it that way. It's a flow. So you'll say, you know what I'm thinking about? you know what I'm going through? Yes, there's blockages sometimes. There's something called clip. It blocks it. But the etzim, every part of me is just a flow. It's a flow of godliness through me constantly. It's just a flow. And what's my job? My job is just to open myself up to the flow. Now, that's not easy. <laughs> Because I have to shed all the layers and all the static and all the messages. I'm bad and I'm bad and I'm almost bad and I'm good and I'm bad and I'm lazy and I'm, lazy. I'm not interested and I am interested and I'm having a good day and I'm having a bad day. It's going to work out. It's not going to work out. I'm a disaster. I'm a failure. It's almost going to work out. This is not working. What's that doing? That's all blocking you from being a conduit for the energy. It's what we learned in the big last Maimah that we learned. Historic Maim, Matis Masi, right? About the Ari Miklat, about Shoifach Dam. What is it? It's living in the space of shells, of husks, of cover-ups. But when you're in the live, you live in the space of transparency, when you live in the space of translucent, when you live in the space of openness, so you're a conduit. The Dvar Hashem flows through you. And every individual part of you is another conduit. So Avaidus Hashem doesn't mean I suppress my nature or I negate myself in order to do what the boss wants. Sometimes there are such moments, and it's a gewaldic Indian. You remember we learned before Pesach, the Madrig of Evet Knaini, Evet Ivri, Ami Ivriya. You remember there's Evet Knaini, there's Evet Ivri, there's Ami Ivriya, Olam Hasiya, Olam Hayitzira, Olam Abriya. There's the first part of Davening till Psukhe de Zimra, there's Psukhe de Zimra, there's Birchus Krishma, Krishma, there's Shmena Esra. You remember? There's an Evet Knaini, Avdebefkeda Nechalai. That's the first Madrig. There's Evet Ivri. There's Amma Ivri, and then when there's the Amma Ivri, marries the other, and that's Shemayna Esra, the fourth level, Atzillus. Sometimes I'm in a space of Katnus Hamoichin, I'm very disturbed, I'm very angry, I'm very overwhelmed, and then I need Kabbalah so you just have to do the right thing. Because the right thing will schlep you out of the mud. That's true. But the Baditshiva is saying it, that Rebbein Shalom wants that Avayt Hashem should be Kamaiteva. Kamaiteva means, it's like I breathe. I don't tell myself, really, I don't want to breathe. <laughs> My body doesn't want oxygen. But I was told, you have to breathe, so I breathe. I also don't want to eat, I don't want to drink. My blood, I don't really want my blood to circulate. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I don't want my digestive system to work. I don't want my urinary system to work. I don't want my circulatory system to work. 
I don't want my respiratory system to work. I have no choice. What, this is life. You don't want it. This is life. There's no life without this. If the, if the body stops, uh, if the, if the lungs stop inhaling oxygen and if the, the heart is not pumping blood and if the digestive system ceases to function, chalila, chalila, there's no life. It's like the, I'm not interested in my cells. What should I do? I have these genes. I have these cells. This is life. This is life. This is who I am. Right, somebody says, why is God mixing into my life? Let him, let him leave, live and let live. It's like somebody will say, why are my blood cells mixing into my life? Or better, why are my genes mixing into my life? <laughs> my dear, you don't have life without your genes. They're not mixing into your life. Your genes are your life. <laughs> your life is made up of your cells. They're not mixing into your life. They're not interfering. They are your life. I may not acknowledge it, but that doesn't have nothing to do with the reality. The ability to be able to tell my genes not to mix into my life is coming from my genes. Hashem is not mixing into your life. That is your life. You are a lakus. Stashtika lakus. You're ain't safe. The problem is, if I think about God as some, you know, tough king in heaven who's trying to control me, it's like, leave me alone, get out of my life. So the Balshamta started to be Megala, the Nikud of Einoid Mulvade, Achdus. Achdus means it's not two separate things. Avoidus Hashem is your teva, it's who you are. Because you're not, you're not only a bias, you're a lavush. Your individual self is also a conduit for Dvar Hashem. So there's no stira. It's not like there's God's will and then there's me. The emes dikite of me, the pnimius of me, if you shed all the clippers away, if you remove all the layers, who am I in my individuality? In my individual personality? It's Dvar Hashem. It's a unique sequence of divine energy that flows through me. And here there's two stages. Stage number one is that it's not about forcing myself. It's about aligning myself. Number one. Even deeper, even deeper, sometimes a person says, I can have Avas Hashem. Instead of using my love for stupidity or futility, my love is going to be directed to Emes to Ruchnis. But the Rebbe says still, this doesn't mean Avodas Hashem became the person's teva. It means the person remains stuck in his own orbit. Vaharaya. What if this moment calls for a different midah? Yiris Hashem. Some people by nature are very, very loving. For them, discipline, boundaries, yira, oive, this is not good. <laughs> it doesn't work. Some people are the opposite. They're very good with yira. They're very good with awe and reverence and strict rules. And for them, ava is so difficult. A person could sometimes serve Hashem in an inspired way, but it's always limited to one dimension, the dimension that I'm comfortable with. Why? Because I reduced the divine energy to my structure. I didn't really open myself up to become a conduit. But when I realized that my whole eye is a conduit, so now all the middas are just a conduit for divine energy. So sometimes the divine energy needs to be expressed through Av, and sometimes the divine energy needs to be expressed through Yiddish, so therefore I could shift from one space to another space. We sometimes have it with education. There are parents who are very good with Av, there are parents who are very good with Yir, there are those who are very good with, you know, they're loving and giving and generous and kind, and they like to spoil their kids, and they, they have a good heart, and... You know, they're more, more, more Levenedika people. And there are people who are much more, you know, disciplinarians and quid per quo and they notice every detail and everything is accountable for and the focus is more yira or and reverence and discipline and structure and strict rules. Now, which one is necessary? And the answer is, of course, life needs av and life needs yira. And it's, it's not an easy balance. But I can often get stuck in one or the other. When do I get stuck in one or the other? If there's no full alignment between me and my true essence. But when I realize that my true essence is the Dvar Hashem that flows, the Dvar Hashem is not fixed in one form or another. So sometimes Hashem wants to express Himself through Ava, so I become an expression of Ava. And sometimes Hashem wants to express Himself through Yira, so I become an expression of Yira. It doesn't become a personal issue and I don't get stuck anywhere. But this is something that's, uh, this is, this is, uh, it's easier said than done. It's really to be able to realize at every moment that I'm just a conduit. I'm allowing the energy to flow through me so I never get stuck in middas. I never get stuck. This is my personality type. Sorry, I can't change. 
It's true, people have a personality type. And it's true that there's things that are easier for me. And it's true that there's things that come more natural for me. And it's true that there's certain talents and gifts that I have. There are artists and there are businessmen. There are musicians and there are mathematicians. There's heavenly people and there's earthy people. And that's fine. You know, there's chaloimus mention. <laughs> there are dreamers. And then there are practical tech- technocrats. And the world needs all. The world needs dreamers. Chaloimus. Chaloimus. What's Yosef called? Bala Chaloimus. You have to be a dreamer. If you're not a dreamer, it's a <laughs> But the world needs technocrats too. You want the factory to run, you know, there's enough gain. Tapara da placha. Garzin You gotta knock the, the axe. Tapara da placha in Russian means, the Rebbe would say, Tapara da placha. Tapara da placha means Garzin Take the axe and lower it down on the piece of wood. You gotta chop the wood. I could sit with the axe and dream and meditate and think and reflect. Bring it down. Maisa bepoel. Maisa week. So we have different types, and as we said, the Dvar Hashem flows through me in my way, and it flows through you in your way, and that's why we're different. But when I completely become aligned with who I really am, which is the divine energy that goes through me, then I never get stuck in a particular middah, because every middah is here to be an expression of Hashem's energy. So therefore, if now Hashem's will is for Ava, I express God through Ava, unbelievable love. If now Hashem's will is to express itself through Yira, I could shift to a mode of Yira. Say, but one moment, yesterday you were such a lovey-dovey person. I'm still a lovey-dovey person. I'm still a teddy bear. But if the Ratzin Hashem is now, that there should be an union of Yira, so then Yira becomes just like Ava, because I'm not stuck in the software in the I'm not stuck in the individual model of my midah. I don't get fixed fixated. This is the way I live, this is who I am. Because when who I am is a manifestation of infinity, the I becomes pliable and I have to look at the mission of the moment. What's the Ratsan Hashem for this moment? Very, very powerful idea. If you live with this, it's a life changing idea. The Chevra Typhus or not? If you'll see in 59, he says, everything we're going to be explained is the difference, is going to be the difference between Evet Knaini, Evet Ivri, and Ama Ivriya. Evet Knaini is the first level of Kabbalah soil, I force myself. Evet Ivri is, I inspire myself, but I inspire myself according to my fixed midah, meaning, I'm a loving person, so instead of using the love for alcohol, or for binging, or for money, or for some other superficial things, my love becomes an Avas Hashem. But I still, which is amazing, that's an Eved Ivri. But I still remain fixated in my identity. Now you want a moment of Yiddish, sorry, I'm not here, I can't do this. I remain stuck, this is how I relate to life, and I'll remain here. And it comes from a certain fear, and it comes from a lack of real alignment. On Amayivriya, that's the female servant, ooh, like we learned in the Maimavi, Hopesach, Matzazu Tofrich Ayim Beis, and it comes from, uh, Teirus Chaim Shmois, Derech Chaim, Derech Mitzvasechai, Rateira. On Evidivri, goes out to the field, and he does a lot of work, and he brings the grain from the field into the house. The Amayivriya takes it and makes it edible. She transforms the food. The evidently changes the location, but the food remains the same. He brings meat from the market into the kitchen. The Amayivriya, the maidservant, makes it edible. She changes the texture of the meat. The evidently takes the mid, and instead of Ava being used for animal reason purposes, it's used for divine purposes. The Amayivriya transforms the Ava from my own mid into a conduit for Hashem's energy. And then the Ava can become Yidah, the Yidah can become Ava. And this expresses itself that sometimes in life, my trajectory of life has been going in a certain direction, and suddenly there's an experience, a curveball, and everything I learned till now, I have to put on the side. I don't want to say throw it out of the window, because you don't throw things out of the window, you keep them. But now I have to recalibrate I have to recalibrate my brain, and it's not easy. This is where we get stuck, because I want to remain in this path. This is my path. This is where I'm comfortable. What does this come from? It's not coming from Gaiva. We think it's coming from Aaron. No, you're not arrogant. 
You just don't realize that you're aligned with infinity. If I'm not aligned with infinity, then I'm stuck in my box. And it may be a beautiful box. But right now, there's a different calling for you. Right now, your child needs something else. Right now, you need something else. Right now, your spouse needs something else. Right now, your life needs a different tenuah. Now you need yira, not ava. Or now you need ava, not yira. That ability to be able to go from one place to another place could be very painful. Because I'm erasing my hard drive. (laughs) Control, alt, delete. But when I realize, when I realize that my very teva, who am I? I'm a manifestation of infinity. So therefore, I'm extremely flexible, I'm pliable. Not because I have no personality, not because I don't have an identity, not because I don't have a nature. Because my teva itself is a conduit for elikus. And therefore, if the Ratzon Hashem now is for this Tenua, for this motion, this becomes the motion. I can shift. I can shift. And that's the gift of alignment in life. And this is not coming because, um, because, you know, because I'm being external. And if I'm an external person, I'm like this, I'm like this, I'm like this. Because, you know, a person doesn't have an identity, so today you're this and tomorrow you're that. No, we're talking about it in a very pnimiyazdik way. This is not in an external way. I have nothing at my spine. You know, if I'm spineless, so then it's not an issue. <laughs> We're talking about in a very deep and primitive way. That's why Hashem tells Avram Avinu, Ata yadaiti ki I knew about your Ahava. Now I know Yireya Lekemata. And he says in Yud... That's the Chiddush of the Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi, that's the Chiddush of Mashiach. We show the Jew the Beis HaMikdash as a garment, as a Levush, a garment that's measured and it facilitates and is designed according to that which is being dressed up in the garment. What does this mean in Avoida? The relationship between a Jew and Hashem is not just a general relationship that I serve Hashem. No. You become a levush to Hashem. What does it mean you become a levush? Every detail of my life is a facilitator, is a conduit for divine energy. But to put it, as he put it unbelievably before, there's a person who's binyana de barnash. You're a human structure. And then there's binyana de kuchabrichu. You're a divine structure. And that difference between the first two, Bate Mikdash and the third one. The first two were also holy, but it was a human structure. It was the human serving God. The third Beis is you become a binyana de kuchabrichu. Your whole Metzius is kuchabrichu, is elikus. That person is eternal. It's not obliterated because you're a conduit for infinity. You're a conduit for truth. The person becomes a binyana de kuchabrichu. It's not there's an I and the I has a dissonance with godliness. Elamai, I work it out in one way or another way as an evet knayni or an evet ivri. The two ways, either kabbalah soil is kafia or I try to inspire my middah towards godliness. But ultimately, there's a dissonance between my metzius and Hashem's metzius. He's the boide, I'm the nivri, and I remain a human structure. The Chiddush of the Baditshavar here is that the Beis HaMikdash is a Levush. What's going to be in this Gala by the Beis HaMikdash, HaGimel, and Shlishi is that Avodah Hashem and I become one. This is my essence. My very eye is a conduit for Elikos. I'm not a Binyana de Barnash. I'm a Binyana de Kuchabrichu. That's the third Beis HaMikdash. You're a divine structure. Your whole structure is divine. So therefore, every Midah, every detail, is just a Hechitimtze of Gili Elikos. Here, sometimes the Gilead Likus is through Avin, through Yirin, through Teferis, and through Netzach, and Hoid, Yesoid, Malchus, Machshav, Adibra, Meinstein. Sometimes it's through this part, this part. Every Nekudah in me is just another possibility for a divine revelation. In other words, it's always aligned with infinity, and therefore I'm never stuck in one way. Because sometimes the, God is not stuck in one Midah. Sometimes the Ratzon Hashem is a flow through this Midah, and sometimes the Ratzon Hashem is a flow through this Midah. This is the Pshat. That the person becomes a conduit for the infinity. And this is the question I have to ask myself. Can I see myself 
as the glove, as the glove that facilitates the Yad Hashem, so to speak. I'm the glove, I'm the channel. You say, but I want to be me. <laughs> Actually, this allows you to be you. Because who are you? You are a manifestation of divine infinity. That's who you are. This allows you to be you. Everything else is static. When I have to tenaciously hold on to a particular way, a particular mode, it's because I'm living in fear. Maybe I'm sophisticated, I'm pretty spiritual, but I'm still living, I'm fixed in a certain model. Why do I have to be fixed in that model? Because I don't believe I'm infinite. Because you don't see your ain't safe, so therefore I have to stay here. When I become a glove for Hashem, and every part of me is a lavush, so every nekud pratis, what is its mitzias? Its mitzias is a lakus. So its whole mitzias is to facilitate Hashem, so therefore there's no midah that I get stuck at. Because that middah becomes a conduit for infinity, and therefore, if now I need a different middah, I can go to a different middah. So the Batichiva says, Hashem shows us the Beis as a lavush. He's teaching us. Serving Hashem doesn't mean you obliterate your personality. It doesn't mean you force yourself. It doesn't mean you cease to be a human being. It doesn't mean you become a robot and a zombie. On the contrary... It means that you live life to the fullest. It means that you become you. <laughs> That's what it means. It's so important to understand what the Baal Shem Tev kept on teaching. Avoidus Hashem is not suppression. Avoidus Hashem is self-actualization. Avoidus Hashem means that you become a conduit for your true core, which is infinity. You become the light of Hashem in this world. That's what Avodah Hashem is. Avodah Hashem doesn't mean I force myself to do things that God wants and even though they drive me crazy. Sometimes I'm in that space, no question. Sometimes I don't want, I just want to sleep. I don't want to daven. I don't want to learn. I want to do a mitzvah. Okay. Sometimes I have to just tell myself this is the right thing and that's important. I have a Yetzirah. But we're talking about a person understanding what the vision is, what I'm striving for, what the possibilities are. It's the ultimate self-actualization because it's the ultimate realization what the self really is. Then you have to appreciate Avodas Hashem as the Beis as a lavush. My individuality is custom made to the kedusha in it because it's one with it. It's the hand and the glove. My individuality is just a way of Hashem expressing Himself through it, and therefore I don't remain stuck in that midah ever. I could change garments. I can go from one garment to another lavush. All the pratim of a person are binyana de kuchibrichu. Not just my general perspective is binyana de kuchibrichu. Even my details, it's all Hashem. Even the smallest details in my life are a garment for the divine expression. Every single prat, every kayach and mid pratis is connected to Hashem. All my middas are connected to Hashem. Because they're all a manifestation of Hashem. So therefore, I'm never stuck in a particular instinct. This is how I work. Sometimes Avas Hashem is important. Sometimes Yiris Hashem is important. Either opposite, okay, so. You're not fixed. So this vision of the third lavush, of the garment, what is it a vision of? It's empowering the Jew to this type of avoidance Hashem that every Jew is capable of, that every child is capable of. That my relationship with Hashem is not just a general relationship, meaning I dedicate myself to avoidance Hashem, which is gewaldic, which is amazing. I become a house for Hashem, a bias Hashem, a beis amiktash. Not bad, not, not to minimize this chas v'shalom. But the Kiddush of Geula is much deeper than that. Not just I become a home for Hashem, I become a lavush for Hashem. What do I mean a lavush? 
that the individual, every individual aspect of my personality, of my life, becomes aligned with divinity. It becomes a conduit for divine infinity. It becomes a manifestation of Hashem's energy. Every individual aspect of me as a person, who I am as a unique, distinctive person, I see as a lavush, it's a unique garment that fits perfectly that which is dressed up in it. What's dressed up in it? The hand and the glove, the dvar Hashem that flows through it. That's what I see in myself. Not just I serve Hashem, generally I do things that Hashem wants. The very I, in all of its complexities, of all of nuances and intricacies, is a conduit. And that's back to what we explained before about individuality, that Sarah Mamaris, that every prat and prat and prat of a briya, Every prat in every in every nekude doimem tzemei What is it? It's a dvar Hashem. That's what it is. It's not a separate union. It's not a detach. There's no detachment. There's no detachment. So every prat is really just a different type of expression of dvar Hashem. So this is the full integration between Hashem and myself. We become completely one because I realize that I am a conduit. So therefore, it becomes my my mind. What is my real mind? My real mind is a facilitator that Hashem's wisdom should go through it. And my midah, whether it's the ability to love or the ability for awe and reverence, what is it? It's whole mitzis. What is it? It's really divine energy being manifested through this beautiful and amazing form. So then there's no dissonance anymore. There's no separation. This means it becomes kemoiteva. It becomes fully integrated. This is this hastens, this life brings about the gilui of this consciousness in the world. That's the Besamikdash Shlishi. As he says in 66 Rashi and Taisvis and Sukkah, it's already prepared. It's Bonoyim Meshuch, it's going to come down from heaven because it's Hashem's structure, it's not a human structure. As Fundam Chazoin, Kumpman Subhisachazen from Chazoyin of Shabbos, we come to as we say in Shemineser, our eyes should see, not only to see the Beis HaMikdash with the mazel of your neshama, but with your flesh, eyes of flesh, below ten cubits, below ten hand breaths, sorry, ten hand breaths, which as the Gemara says in Sukkah, means mamish right here, you know, below ten tfachem means, in our domain, speedily in our days, in our times, mamish, literally and concretely, this concludes the Sikha of Shabbos Chazayin. We'll take a few questions. Can you say that we are brain dead now because Golas is comparable to being brain dead? What is the heart of the world? No, chas v'shalom. The physical Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, but the spiritual Beis HaMikdash lives in every Jew. V'shachanti b'soicham. Chas v'shalom, we're not brain dead. It's just when the Beis HaMikdash existed, the energy of the brain was more manifested in a revealed way. Amabal Tshuvai became Torah observant as an adult, being convinced that Matan Torah is true as a historical fact. But I realized that there are at least 31... <laughs> Baskin, there are at least 31 flavors of Judaism. Each one is authentic, but different expression of Yiddishkeit. So I started to search for the smorgasbord of Yiddishkeit. That's beautiful. There are different expressions. I came to Chabad, and I saw Chabad Chassidim, and I saw something that was very inspiring. And these are the words you use today. I saw the Kaya Chapoyel Benifel. The emphasis of seeing the energy of Hashem in every single existence. I also saw the power of the entire line from the Balshamtiv through all the Rebbes until today expressed in the Hasidim. I saw the Koyach Apoyel Benifel. Beautiful, beautiful. Now may all of us see the Koyach Apoyel Benifel in each and every one of us. You've been explaining that a garment is custom fit, a house is not. When I buy a shirt or any other garment, I buy the exact size I need, which today is a mass-produced item. Well, it used to not be that way. Today, yeah, we have when the Industrial Revolution and factories, it used to be 
that the tailor had to mamish sew a garment for you. The Baditshev lived in the 1700s. <laughs> so when he speaks about a garment, it's not mass production. It's before the Industrial Revolution, right? Electricity is not running the market. You come to the tailor, and the tailor sits with a thread and a needle and weaves a garment for you. Just realize that. Today it's a little different. It's hard, especially for a man, to make an ind- garment individualized and distinct. Ironically, Hasidic men all dress alike. <laughs> a house may be made similar to others, yet each, each householder has far more opportunity to customize the interior of the house than he does for his clothing. Yeah, of course, it's true that a house we work on and we design and we put up the pictures of our family and we get this type of couch and this type of fireplace and this type of tzatzka and that type of tzatzka. He's talking here about the physique of the person. Remember also in those days they didn't design houses like they had today, nor did they have houses the size that we have today, even in Brooklyn, never mind in Muncie. This transition that you speak about, is this something we have to wait for the Beis Hamikdash for? No, absolutely not. The Baditshev is talking about the vision before the Beis Hamikdash is built. The understanding of a Lavush comes even now. Yes, the ultimate realization and experience will be then. But this is a consciousness that we try to develop now. Now, I want to say something. This is not something you need to create. This is who you are. You just have to shed away all the distractions. Remember what Bittal is? You remember we spoke about Bittal last time? Previous Maimon, what Bittal is? Nachum Siegel has a radio show, and he played Rabbi Beryl Wine. He plays Rabbi Beryl Wine Jewish history tapes in the nine days. Today, in the history, he said that the overwhelming number of Jews in Eastern Europe in the late 1800s engaged in societal Yiddishkeit. Women were often totally illiterate. Most men also, they never held a Gemara. It was no wonder, therefore, that even that fell apart when they emigrated to America because it was just societal Yiddishkeit. In other words, it was not permeated and integrated. Okay? Let's see if there are more, uh, if there are more questions here. Beautiful questions. There's a whole comment about Yaakov Avinu choosing for his son a favorite garment. Very interesting comment. You could read it. Thank you very much for sharing. Have a beautiful, inspiring, uplifting, and uplifted day. And remember, you become uplifted when you uplift others. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.